You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about Kansas City getting ready to start their two-game set with the Detroit Tigers before they start a weekend series with the Brewers. They have two off days this week, uh, just like a couple weeks ago when they had the same setup. Uh, today, the Royals took on the Tigers at 610 uh, at Comerica Park in Detroit. You can, of course, watch the game on Fox Sports Kansas City or listen to it on 610 Sports Radio. But uh, the most important factor about this game, uh, as the Royals ride a six-game winning streak in their Six and four in their last 10, and they have the exact same record uh, in terms of wins as the Tigers do, uh, but the Tigers have a better winning percentage than Kansas City does. So you can try your best in this two-game set to overtake the Tigers for fourth place in the AL Central, and then you'll have uh, a weekend series at the end of the season next weekend to uh, you know try to submit your, hopefully, fourth place finish in the AL Central because I was very bold about saying this team was not worse than the Tigers and so far this season they've been very worse than the Tigers Uh, so hopefully they can prove me right by closing out the season strong because before the season I thought they were going to be a team that was fighting for the postseason uh, and trying to get that eighth spot and they certainly were not that and they certainly for the majority of the season has played worse than the Detroit Tigers, including losing their first series to the Tigers. So hopefully they can rebound in the latter part of September and at least make one of my predictions correct, and that is that uh, the Royals would finish above the Tigers. And that starts tonight on Tuesday. And the big story from this game in the pregame is that Danny Duffy, who was scheduled to start tonight, will not start tonight because Danny Duffy, although he's with the team, uh, he was involved you can presume, in a car accident uh, because this report comes from Rob Collins. I guess uh, he's from Fox 4. Uh, He says, uh, uh, Royals pitcher Danny Duffy will not start tonight in Detroit after missing the team flight. Sources tell me that Duffy was found in a damaged vehicle in Kansas City last night waiting on a ride. No citations were given. Duffy did catch a flight later and is currently with the team. So you can imagine he was in some sort of accident whether that was hitting a deer, uh, another car, or a tree, whatever, uh, somehow his vehicle got damaged and he missed the flight. And so you look at this and you say, from a Duffy perspective, hope he's okay. Hope everyone is okay. If there's anyone else involved to this point, it's unconfirmed whether there's someone else involved. I would imagine had there been someone else involved, we would have known about it and there would be no, and, and there would have been a citation given to somebody. Uh, but So I think it was just kind of a fluke accident type thing with just only Duffy involved, and hopefully Duffy's fine. You would imagine he is since he's with the team already. Uh, So I'm glad Duffy's okay, uh, and he will not pitch tonight. I would think that he also wouldn't pitch tomorrow because you're going to want to keep Brady Singer on his traditional 
rest, and then he might come back for Friday uh, against the Brewers uh, and start that series off. But tonight, as I'm recording this, there is no name starter for Kansas City after Duffy got scratched, but the Tigers will start Matt Boyd, who Kansas City can beat up on. I mean, Matt Boyd has a 7.6 ERA in 43 innings and a 1-6 record. Kansas City can really get after Matt Boyd, and this is a lineup that's really uh, been coming along recently. So hopefully that can continue tonight in Detroit. You would imagine that the uh, starter tonight is going to be, you know, a Matt Harvey type, maybe even a, maybe even a Carlos Hernandez, because again I mentioned it yesterday. Keller going lights out against the against the Pirates was a huge deal. Going nine innings of shutout baseball was a huge deal because you got Sunday off for that bullpen, you got Monday off for that bullpen on a scheduled off day, and then now you got thrown a curveball with Duffy being out. And your bullpen should be well rested to handle this load. So hopefully, again, hopefully Duffy's okay. But for the baseball aspect of this, uh, I'm not sure which way they're going to go. If it's going to be uh, with either Harvey or uh, Hernandez or who they're going to go with, but it's going to be interesting to watch from here on out. The taxi squad on this trip is Scott Barlow, uh, excuse me, Scott Scott Blewett, uh, Eric Mejia, and uh, Anna Valoria. So those are your uh, taxi squad, that's the three extra guys you can carry with your team in case someone gets COVID uh, or hurt or whatever. They're already there with your team, and you can just call them to the active roster immediately. And then Jorge Soler, he's on the trip, but the earliest people expect him to be activated would be this weekend in Milwaukee, but it's way more likely that he is not activated until the until the final homestand of the year, which of course would not start until Monday as the Royals host the Cardinals. Kind of surprising that they're going to bring him back, period. Uh, but they also brought back, you know, Salvador Perez, who I didn't think that they would bring back. Uh, it's it's a little bit surprising seeing the Royals bring these veterans up and back in a situation where there's really nothing to gain. I mean, I mean, the best case scenario would be Solaire goes on a massive home run streak in the final homestand and lights it up. I don't think that that really alters his trade value at all. And you certainly don't want to get further hurt going into the offseason, further injured going into that offseason. But still, uh, Solaire might be back next week as we start the final homestand of the year. And this season is already coming to a close, which is, uh, depending on how you look at it, <laughs> good and bad. Uh, but uh, it, it's wild. You, you never want to see baseball go away for Kansas City. But this postseason, I think, is going to be really fun uh, looking at the expanded postseason. I hope that they keep the expanded postseason going into next year. But we'll see how that goes. And then on Wednesday of the series, you have your guy, Brady Singer, going up against the Detroit's, you know, Detroit's one of their top prospects is uh, uh, Skirbel. I'm not sure how to say his name properly, but he's a 23-year-old. They like him. Now, he's not one of the main guys. I mean, he's not a Casey Mize. He's not a, he's not a Manning, but he is someone who they do like at 23 years old. He's had a rough start, you know, to his career, you know, to a season with a 7.2 ERA. So another guy Kansas City can get after. Brady Singer has a sub-5 ERA. So, that's going to be an interesting matchup to watch on the mound. And also from the plate aspect of all of this, can the Royals stay hot? They had the off day. Can they stay hot and can they keep going? Especially Mondesi, Olivieris, guys like that. That's who I'm more interested in. That's who I'm the most interested in is if those guys can still do it. And we just got breaking news from Jeffrey Flanagan that I'll deliver to you on the other side of the break. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Rock Auto because rockauto.com, family-owned business, serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably did not know how to work your email properly. Probably saw dial-up internet and would go to AOL.com or whatever that site was called. But you could have been going to rockauto.com right now and getting all the auto parts your car would ever need. 
And so my favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars. And that's surprising. Why would I like an auto part website when I know nothing about cars? It's because they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. And I'm not going to waste any money on parts that do not work because otherwise I'd have no idea on how to tell. And another thing, you don't want to go to these chain auto parts stores or these dealerships because they're simply going to waste you money. They're going to overcharge you for these parts. You're not going to know the difference. Skip the upcharge, go to rockauto.com, tell them lockdown sent you, and then you have to check your best box, and they'll know what to do from there. All right, the breaking news from Jeffrey Flanagan. He was the first one that I saw tweet it. Of course, once one blue check mark tweets it, they all do. But uh, tonight, the starter for Kansas City on Tuesday will be Jacob Junis. A little bit surprising that you go with Junis right out of the gate because the plan was always for him to have an opener. So, again, with that rested bullpen on Sunday and Monday, you would presume that, that you would have you know someone available to open the game. But I do like Junis. I'm entertained by watching Jacob Junis pitch. Uh, again, he's, he's like the rare tweener guy where, yeah, he's probably not going to be involved in the future of this team. Probably not. I mean, just by this, by the sheer numbers of how many young pitchers you have in your organization that you view as 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 high priority, Junis keeps falling further and further behind. But he's also young enough to where you can be like, oh yeah, look at that good start from Junis. Maybe he can be something. So I do like watching Jacob Junis, and he will start tonight in place of Danny Duffy, who again uh, was in some sort of car accident. Uh, it's unclear the, all the details of that, but the bottom line is he's in, he's in Kansas City. There's no citation given, so hopefully everyone is okay and everything is okay. But tonight it'll be Junis against Boyd. Tomorrow it'll be Singer against uh, Skirbel or whatever the Tigers pitcher's last name, however you say it. Uh, he'll be on the mound on, on Wednesday, and then they got another off day on Thursday before taking on the Brewers this weekend. And these are some winnable games, and I don't want to get too greedy. You're on a six-game winning streak. But you can definitely sweep the Tigers in this two-game set with June. I mean, look, I feel comfortable with Junis in the sense of he's going to give up some runs. He's probably going to give up you know, three, four runs. He's not going to lose you the game, though. I think Boyd is going to lose the Tigers the game. I think he's a pitcher that can absolutely lose you a game. You see it with his 7.6 ERA. And then Singer, right, in that hot streak of the almost no-hitter last week, getting some confidence and some momentum in his MLB career. I, I feel good every time I give Singer the ball. So I think that you can win these two games against the Tigers. And then this weekend, uh, the Brewers are playing such hot and cold, bad baseball. I mean, the Brewers are what the Royals are, but the Brewers had true expectations. It wasn't just me yelling into a microphone about how this team could have been good in Kansas City. They nationally had some expectation about them within the NL Central, and they just have not been good. Four and six in their last ten, they got no hit by former Royals legend Alec Mills, uh, who carved up the Royals earlier this season and no-hit the Brewers this weekend and got the Cubs' 16th no-hitter in their franchise history. Uh, but the Brewers have just been so hot and cold where one night, it's like the Royals, one night they put it all together and you're saying, wow, that's exactly why that I thought this team could be good. Then the next night, they're getting no-hit and they're just terrible in an abysmal baseball team. And they have a minus 33 run differential. Kansas City has a minus 21 run differential, uh, but they are on a six-game winning streak. The Brewers are currently uh, not on a six-game winning streak. They're on a one-game losing streak in four and six in the last ten. So the, this weekend, well, this week really, because you're going to have the two games this week, right now and then the, the weekend series of the three games with the Brewers, very winnable while you're on a six-game winning streak. Now, you're obviously not going to win every single game, uh, but 
you sweep the Tigers and then win two of three from the Brewers, that puts you in a nice little position, uh, and it's kind of reminiscent of the 2013 team. 2013, yeah, you know, they, they took that weekend series to Seattle uh, where they were on the outside looking in. If it was football, they'd be on the in the hunt graphic on CBS uh, you know, that they show in like the mid third quarter. And you're like, how in the world are the Dolphins still in the hunt? But mathematically, they're still in the hunt. It'd be like that for Kansas City. If you sweep the Tigers tonight, uh, you know, this week, you know, this week, and then you win two of three from the Brewers this weekend, they'd be mathematically in the hunt. But in your heart of hearts, you know, not going to happen. But just like in 2013, it at least gives you something to believe in for a moment and to close out this season. Uh, and this season has kind of reminded me a lot of that 2013 team. I'm not saying that, that next year they're going to go to the World Series by any means. Uh, but just kind of their, their, they've shown flashes of being good, shown a lot of flashes of being terrible. And then they wind up right on the borderline of being a competitive team. And we'll see what they can do from this point forward. Uh, but I did want to talk about the MLB as a whole real quick uh, because we've got an official announcement while I'm recording this, although we kind of already knew this was going to happen. But we did get the official announcement from MLB PR that the 2020 MLB postseason will begin with the AL Wildcard Series on Tuesday, uh, September 29th. And game one of the 2020 World Series will be at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, in Arlington, Texas and will be played on October 20th. So they are going to do the bubble, ser- the bubble cities for uh, the postseason, we already knew that. And if you didn't know, uh, the the leagues are going to flip-flop. So, for example, the National League will be played in American League Ballpark. So the National League will be played in Arlington and Houston. It'll be the DSs. And then the, the Championship Series will be played in Arlington. And then the World Series will be played in Arlington. Uh, and then for the AL, the ALDS will be played in San Diego and Los Angeles. And then the CS will be played just in San Diego. And then the World Series goes to Arlington. A uh, little bit of an unfair advantage, I guess, to to have uh, the National League get to already be in Arlington and already get a feel for that ballpark, especially with the uh, randomness of this season where, you know, who knows if you will have played in Arlington yet. I mean, there are a lot of teams. I mean, if really, if it's anyone outside of the West divisions, they've never played in Arlington in the AL. So that's kind of tough to be just thrown into a random ballpark, as we do know that in baseball, it's the rare instance in which the ballparks matter. I mean, you can go play the Super Bowl in Miami last year and the, and the Chiefs feel comfortable because a football field is a football field is a football field un, un, unless you've got a FedEx field, which is just a god-awful turf. But still, uh, a football field is a football field. The The baseball game itself does play different at Kauffman Stadium versus Houston. I mean, it just does. Kauffman Stadium uh, is not conducive to the short porches and the home runs that Houston is. So it's a bit weird that the NLDS gets to play in Arlington and the CS gets to play in Arlington and the World Series gets to play in Arlington. Uh, but, oh well, who really cares? But that is going to be the bubble series. Now, for the first round, it will not be a bubble. So for the first round, the wild card series is what we're going to call the first round now. Everyone is involved in the wild card. Even seed number one is involved in the wild card. So for the wild card series, uh, it is going to be only in the higher seeds home ballpark. So, for example, right now the number one seed uh, in the AL is bouncing back and forth between between the White Sox and the Rays. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, the White Sox get it. So, round one, the White Sox will take on, and this, if the season ends today, they take on the Indians, and that series would only be in Chicago. It's a three-game set, and it would only be in Chicago. And so on and so forth. You know, you go down the matchups. And then, after that series, you go into your bubble, and that's Arlington for the NLDS, Houston for the other side of that bracket, and then in the AL, it's San Diego and LA uh, for each side of the bracket. And 
you continue on the series that way. There's gonna they're gonna allow family family members to be in the bubble with them. So maybe we get a little bit of crowd from people's families. I'm not sure if they're gonna be allowed to go to the actual games or if they're just gonna be allowed to quarantine with them. But still, we've got the official official announcement. Again, it was already rumored and kind of known, but this is official from LBPR that this will be happening. And those dates again, the postseason starts on the 29th. That'll be the AL postseason that starts then. And of course, traditionally, the NL will start on the 30th and we'll continue on that way. And then the World Series will start on October 20th, a late World Series this year because everything is so wonky. But I did want to put that out there for everyone. I know the Royals will 99% sure not be in the postseason, but it's still interesting to keep up with baseball and the postseason is always great. Uh, but that's kind of where we're at right now. And Rob Manfred did say that he hopes fans can go to the World Series and the Championship Series games. How realistic is that? I don't know. I don't think it's very realistic, but I will say as a as a baseball fan, uh, it's outside. If they're only going to allow a certain number, which they'd have to only allow a certain number, you're going to be distanced from everybody. It would be kind of cool to go down to Arlington or go down to Houston and to experience that. Just, you know, look, I was at the first ever postseason in, the, in baseball in which there was neutral sites. That, I mean, it'd be pretty cool. High risk, but pretty cool. So I do think that they would sell tickets if they if they were allowed to. And if they did try to, uh, again, sell tickets, they'd, they'd probably sell out quickly uh, because it is kind of a novelty factor. And of any sport, it's probably the safest to go to if you're, really, if you're willing to risk it. And we see, uh, you know, in Oklahoma, there's you know, football games being played with, with fans at OU and uh, this weekend at Stillwater and things like that. But still uh, – it's interesting that they're going to think about having fans. I don't think it'll actually come to fruition, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But baseball is banning the beer bats for 2020. You cannot have the champagne showers if you clinch the division or the you know World Series, whatever. You, you just can never have a champagne shower. And it's not because of the kids. It's not for, to send a good message to the kids. It is because of COVID. Now, we can have fans pile in the stadium, but we can't have the players who have been around each other from start to finish this season and in close contact with each other this entire time while, while passing around COVID in certain areas like the Miami Marlins did. We can have that happen. But damn it, we cannot have the Budweiser celebrations. Okay, that's fine. And by the way, I've got something for Dave Roberts tomorrow. I'm sick of Dave Roberts. I'm sick of the, the Dodgers. I'm sick of the old people in baseball. I'm sick of it. I've got something for them tomorrow. And we'll talk about that tomorrow as well as recapping game one of this two-game set with the Detroit Tigers. Be good and be good. So another we'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.